Hello, welcome to the show. It's episode 10 of the podcast. We've made it to double figures. I'm Ben Maudsley, and I'm alongside me is David Wetnall. Hello. Are you okay? Yeah. So, uh, on the last podcast, uh, it was our road trip recording to the UK Championship. Yeah. Now, we went back a week later to the quarterfinals, didn't Unbeknownst we? to you lot. Yeah, we didn't learn our lesson, did we? <laughs> Two sessions in one day. It's quite hard going. Bit in, of a slog. In those tight seats. Yeah, it was better the second time we went back, though, because we, we, we sat further back. Yes. And it was the matches were better because we went to watch the semis, didn't we? Yes. No, the quarters. We watched the quarters, yeah. But we had a good time uh, in the backstage area because we, I got talking to the guy on the media desk. We got our tickets and I said, can we go through to that bar we've seen on telly? <laughs> and he said, yeah, The fine. magical VIP bar. So he said it was okay. Yeah. So we walked in and... Uh, it was full of faces from the world of snooker. What I would say is, what? you should never meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good. Well, it's weird. Like celebrities look different in real life. Don't yeah, they? yeah, I they do. Willie Thorne is a giant of a man. He's a giant colossus of a man. He is. <laughs> he was <laughs> enormous. But actually, you're only on TV. You only ever see his top half. Yeah. When you see his bottom half, he got very skinny legs, kind of like an upside down triangle. Tapers he, away. He said he nothing. looked like he, like someone from the underworld or something. Like a criminal yeah. or like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But he, yeah. What a geezer. What yeah. else did we see? Oh, Stephen Henry looked amazing. Stephen Henry looked like a rock star or like a film star. Like really glowing skin, like really immaculately dressed. I mean, he is a multi-millionaire. Like, we looked a million dollars. Compared to Willie Thorne, who's yeah. on his uppers. Like. We look like 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. We should stop wearing those gold medallions. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Who else did we see? Oh, Ken Doherty trotted in. Ken Doherty. Well, he had the trots, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. We overheard him at the bar talking to... Uh, I can't remember who he was talking to Willie, I think. He's saying, Oh, God, me and Virgo went for a curry last night. Oh, I've been shitting through the eye of a needle all day. Virgo's just as bad. He had to run out of the commentary box. <laughs> <laughs> he had such a small body. Yeah, he did. Like the body of a child. He's got the body of a child, <laughs> but the head of a man. He has. He has got like quite an old face. He's a jolly like, craggy. He's a jolly fellow. Yeah, he oh. looks like a jockey, I think, because he's only little. Also, I went to the toilets, and uh, Dennis Taylor came out one of the cupels, and he looked very pissed off, and he looked at me, and he said this. Another Mark Williams floater there. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, did, that didn't actually happen. People are going to think we made this whole thing up, I think. We did actually go into the bar. We did go into the bar, but de- everything else was true. It's just the Dennis Taylor bit that wasn't but, um, true. Who else did we see? Around? We saw, um, when we were inside the venue, we saw Damien Hurst. He sat on our row. He sat right next to us, didn't he? He was sitting right next to you for a bit, and then when he got a better seat, he moved along. He's got a kind of sorrowful air about well, him. Well, when he, he came to the end of our row, and like, you know, when someone's coming in, yeah, stand up to let him in. So I looked at him, and my first thought was, well, this fella looks a bit dishevelled. Like, he could have made an effort in. to come to the snooker. And then I looked again and I thought, that's Damien Hurst. Yeah, yeah. And he stank as well. No, he didn't have made <laughs> he, he smelled fine. Neutral smell. He was very, very smelly. <laughs> Damien Hurst is very, very smelly. Ronnie O'Sullivan's tip is very, very smelly. <laughs> um, Dear old Ronnie, having trouble with his tip. To be honest, we didn't. We nearly didn't make it into the venue at all because you nearly smashed your face on the concrete outside. Well, I was you tripped up really badly. I was doing a comedy pratfall to make you laugh, I'll tell, but then I managed to keep it yeah. together. I'll tell the story. I think you probably have to have been there, but I'll yeah. do it anyway, we as we were walking up to the venue, I said sort of. Wouldn't it be funny if we got into the press conference? Like, what would we say? Mm. We'd probably say, shout something stupid. And Dave was sort of recalling that, uh, I think it was on like a kids' TV show in the 90s. 
everything's like live and kicking. They had yeah, this, it was, this, yeah. This band called Five Star in the studio and they were taking questions and a young lad rang up and he went, have you got a question for Five Star? And he went, yeah, I've got a question for Five Star, yeah. Why are you so fucking shit? And it, and it cut off. So Dave yeah. was telling the story, but he started to trip up. And as he was tripping, he was going, yeah, yeah. And I've got a question. And very nearly smashed his face on the concrete. But what I like about it is you sort of let nothing get in the way of you telling a funny story. I thought, if this is how I'm going to go out, go out with a bang. Pending doom. Yeah. yeah. Go out to a big laugh. But yeah, that was quite funny. Um, yeah. But there we go. That was it. It was a good day out. I think uh, if we go again, they're one session, probably just the evening session. It's too much, isn't it? Yeah, I do think that doing the two sessions kind of takes it out of you. Yeah. By the end, you just want it to finish, which is not what you want. Yeah, you, just want, to... you want to be enjoying it, don't you? Yeah. But we'll maybe go back next year and just do the evening yeah. session. So, the last podcast recorded was like before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. And I had some snooker-related uh, presents. Did you have a nice Christmas? Let's just clarify did, yeah. that. Well, I did have a nice Christmas, yeah. lovely time. But Good. as I was saying, I had some snooker-related presents. Um, yeah, what did you get? <laughs> well, snooker wife bought me... Tickets to the Welsh Open final. Ooh, that'd be good. And she says she's going to get into the tournament that week. Hey. That remains to be seen. Yeah. I hate snooker wife. I hate snooker wife. <laughs> but um, also, my mother bought my snooker wife uh, this present. Okay. Um, it was an, called an expandable backpack. Right. Really flat. And she opened <laughs> it up and it like expands out into a backpack. And I was like looking at it and I thought, hold on a minute, that is a flat backpack. That is Willie's flat backpack. And I thought, Willie would be great to endorse that product, get yeah. him back on his feet. Will, Willie's flat backpacks, just drop your flat items in, dead weight. <laughs> Screw the air fastener back, off you go, huh? <laughs> and off you go. Probably but, um, one of the top five, six backpacks in the world. <laughs> yes, not probably, probably one of the best backpacks in the world. They're probably selling in the top five or six. <laughs> um, but it was funny because... It was just like a stocking filler, but I was like really enthusiastic about it. I was taking a picture to send to, to, send to you. <laughs> My mum was like, "Hey, she was like checking the taking fish. A piss, yeah, it's the thought that counts." <laughs> Grabbing it back off. Hey, me. that's a, that's a good present. Willie uh, Willie Thorne's flat backpack. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, I got into the darts at Christmas because mm. of the World Championship. I put a dart board up dartboard up in the garage yeah and I'd said to my mum oh just get us you know for Christmas get us some like darts related accessories I've got the board and the darts she bought me a packet of Phil Taylor's shaft rings <laughs> <laughs> I said to her they're, they're the best that money can buy I've heard I said to her I hope they're not used <laughs> but there we go the power did you get any presents um, well I got some presents I didn't get any anything snooker related no Nothing that I think will add anything in terms of the podcast. I also bought myself recently uh, this DVD. Uh, it's called Billy the Kid and the Green Bay's Vampire. Wow. I'm going to get Guinness round here because I think you've got the world's biggest collection of snook and affery. <laughs> you must have. I mean, there's nothing left on eBay. You've got it all. It's not a title I aspired to as grown up. <laughs> I have the what world. do you want to be when you're older? Son, what have you done with your life? I have the world's greatest collection of snook and effery. Well, I think you've achieved it, whether you wanted to or not. I think you're there. Yeah, possibly. Well, I mean, that's the crowning crowning glory. That What's is... it called? Billy the Kid and oh, the yes. Green Bay's Vampire. Well, do you remember when we reviewed this that, uh, Perfect Break film? Yeah. When I saw this, I thought, this is going to top it. I saw it on eBay and I thought, that looks dreadful. It's a, but, it's a, let me see. It's a musical uh, based on snooker, but it's like a gritty British film. But... This has got proper actors in it. 
It's got Phil Daniels off yeah, yeah. of Quadrophenia. Well, when, when it arrived and I looked at it, like there's actually a great cast. Great, Alan Armstrong. Great director. Um, Scum's a good film. He did Scum. Yeah. He did Scum. The, some of the director of Scum? Yeah. So, it could be good. could be shy. I mean, it's almost 100% likely to be better than yes. Perfect Break. But we'll, we will review it. We will review it, yeah. I don't know when we'll get I think, to watch I mean, it. this could be our greatest coup. Snooker coup. <laughs> Snooker coup. Yeah. Well, it remains to be seen. It does. Well, the DVD remains to be watched. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, should we talk about some of the tournaments that have passed? Yeah, so since the UK Championship, there's been, what, the Scottish Well, we haven't Open. spoken about the UK Championship final. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, which okay, was yeah. great. Yes, yeah. obviously O'Sullivan versus Selby. Sullivan yeah. getting into a lot of finals, but, you know, hadn't converted one at this point. Yeah. And uh, although I've never really enjoyed watching Selby that much, in that final, uh, the performance he put on, you know, heavy scoring and dominating. Oh, yeah. I started Brilliant. to think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a question for Mark Selby. Why are you um, so fucking hard to beat? <laughs> yeah, so in, I mean, yeah. in that in that final, he, he just had everything. Like, it's probably the best performance I've seen him put on. Yeah. It was just great. I mean, but, he, undoubtedly the best player in the world at the moment. Undoubtedly. Mm, yeah. He, he is, he just is. There's, like, there's so many you can win tournaments now. Yeah, but it's I mean, tough. he's been he's been ranked number one for what, like... Yeah, I mean... Nearly 18 months. He's, Over 18 months. He's miles months. ahead of anyone else consistently. Yeah, nearly two years. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, he just is the best player at the moment. He, oh, yeah. But, I mean, Marco Fu uh, was unlucky to lose in that semi-final because he got to the semis, didn't he, in the UK Championship and was unlucky to lose to yeah. uh, to Ronnie. He he's, look, play, he's playing really well at the moment. He looks a different player completely. He does, yeah. Since he's got that big watch. Oh, yeah. Well, we can so, talk a bit about the Scottish Open final. Yeah, of course, because Fu won that, didn't he? Fu played brilliantly all week. Yeah. Again, he's found an incredible form. Yeah, and he went into that final against Higgins, and the uh, first session he was four 0 down. Higgins knocked in like three centuries, and he just looked mm. like he was going to get trounced. Mm. But then he just carefully got back into the game, you know, reeled off frame after frame, and like comfortably won in the end. Yeah, yeah. it was a great final. Like, yeah, he just seems to back himself now. Yeah, he, he just looks confident. Um, Apparently, John Higgins has uh, asked him if he'd like to come back to his house to celebrate after the final as well. And Fu politely declined. Fu poo poo. Did he poo poo the idea? Fu poo poo. That's a Marco Fu poo poo. But I found that quite funny. Do you want to yeah. come back and maybe. Do you want to come back, celebrate with the wife? You're going to put a buffet on. <laughs> Probably do a spread, you know. I've fun. turned into Billy Connolly. <laughs> I think you'll find that John Higgins impression is spot on. It's spot on. I like the way our impressions are really off the mark. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny. Yeah? That's, what, that's what I'm telling myself. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, good impressions aren't very funny. Hey, but, hey come back up. You're right, it's me, the wizard of wish all. Of a little tea dance. Oish, oish. I don't know what that is. Oish, oish, I'm speaking Scottish. Oish, oish. Hey, don't poo-poo my party, foo. <laughs> Do you want to come to a pooty party, pom-pom? <laughs> i get the wife to put on a spread, you know, like a beige buffet. Get it all from Iceland. Get some, we've got some cheese and onion sandwiches. We've got some prawn sandwiches. We've got uh, chicken legs, chicken wings. Uh, we've got breaded shit. I don't know what it is, breaded, but it's breaded. We've got uh, Scotch eggs, obviously. We've got, uh, got the breadsticks. We've got those little cheesy 
like cheesy balls. Uh, we got cheese and pineapple on sticks, stuck in a big thing with foil on it. Uh, that's that's most of the savoury stuff. Then further down the line, we got jammy dodgers. We got this is when you want your your sweet like we got jammy dodgers. We got some jelly. Uh, trifle. We got a trifle there. Eh? Um, we got. <laughs> Anyway, that's probably how it happened. I imagine so, yeah. <laughs> that was actually a, a record, backstage recording. Yeah. We've got access to the footage. So, it's been the Masters all week. Great tournament. Um, for people in work, they've missed all these final frame deciders in the afternoon sessions. Yeah, do you know what? It always seems to be like that, whatever the tournament is. It always seems yeah. like the afternoon sessions have the best games. And yeah. then I get home and like, oh, what happened this afternoon was great and I missed it. I'm looking forward to tonight's game. And it's always a bit of like a... It's very one-sided, squid. wasn't it? Yeah. All the way through. Yeah. But in contrast, the semi-finals were just great, both of them, yesterday. The game last night, uh, Joe Perry and Barry Hawkins was incredible. Yeah. And the brilliant game. I mean, what was good? I mean... We sat and watched snooker for 10 hours yesterday. Yeah. And I was hungover. You probably were. I was, I think yeah. you need to be. I just had this, like... Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I was like, I couldn't have done that if I wasn't hungover. Yeah. Because you would have felt like you're wasting the day. Yeah. And it's almost like it's worth getting drunk the night before. <laughs> so you can just sit on the sofa all day. It's a double bonus. You, end up, you get to be drunk and watch snooker. Do you think it's better being hungover? Um, you, I mean, I, I think we watched 10 hours yesterday. I think snooker lends itself to... On the sofa. Well, yeah, because I mean it's protracted lengths of time, mm-hmm. just sitting there doing nothing. And I think the good thing about snooker is as well, you, obviously you you don't have to watch it all the time. Yes. It's kind of on in the background. You can, you know, you can be having a chat. You can be on the internet or whatever. It, but it's not and many days there. when I think to myself, I'm glad I'm hungover today. Yeah, no, well, so yeah. it's great for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. Did you watch? You obviously watched the day and the evening. Yeah, the yeah, games. yeah. What did your snooker wife think of that? Um, she wasn't best pleased. Was it on the telly all day, or did you have to go in the back room? Uh, in the afternoon, I managed to get on the telly, and then in the evening, I, uh, I retired to the snooker room, the billiard room. I take it she didn't watch any of it. She was watching in the afternoon, but she wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I hate snooker wife. <laughs> oh well, but it's, yeah, it's been a great tournament. Um, we're, yeah. wa- we're just watching the final now in the background. Yeah. And uh, Joe Perry's made a good start. He's two 0 mm. up. But we, obviously we can't really comment on the final because it's only just started. Yeah, so I mean, that, another whole day of snooker watching. Isn't it? Another watch thing. It tonight. Another thing about the evening sessions um, on the BBC where you press it on the red button. Yeah. Um, the commentary is a bit more lax, and they kind of fill gaps a bit more because they don't have they don't yeah. go to like VTs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's some fun. You get some funny little commentary bits where they're just sort of thinking on their feet. <laughs> so this, this is. What Dennis Taylor had to say during a lull in the play. Okay. Always nice to see a thumbs up. Doesn't matter what it's about, Ken. <laughs> it's just one of them nice little gestures, isn't it? It's the big thing these days when you have photographs of people, everybody wants to put their thumb up. I've seen uh, Donald Trump and uh, he's being interviewed, one of the top politicians, and you should see a photograph with them, you know, with a photograph with their thumbs up. I think it's quite nice. Thank you very much. <coughs> Thanks for sharing that with us, Dad. Thank you, nice. the second frame. Nice to know. Barry Hawkins, sleep. Tonight. 
you know what I really like about that is that he says uh, it's uh, it's the big thing nowadays putting thumbs up. Yeah, it's it, it's a, a new thing putting your that, thumb up did there. Did that in ancient Greece? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the new thing. New thing. Put I like the way he said one of the uh, yeah. top politicians. Yeah, he's obviously got that from from Willie Thorne, hasn't he? Uh, that's Donald Trump there, one of the top politicians. One of the, in the world. top most intolerant cunts in the world. Yeah, <laughs> probably in the top five or six biggest dickheads in the world. Um, one of the top most intolerable arseholes. <laughs> um, thanks for sharing that with us, Dan. Nice to know. That's quite good. That's getting better. What the old Ken Duffy? Yeah. 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 Me and John were shitting through the eye of a needle. <laughs> it's hard to do a Dublin accent. Also, there's been a lot of talk about Marco Fu's watch. and um, Not on my watch. Steve Davis mentioned it, and uh, this is what Virgo had to say. I once bought a Mickey Mouse watch, you know. I was in... Uh, Go on. Disneyland. No? Be, be quick, because we need to break off. I just liked it. Oh, well done. Thank you. Frame seven. <laughs> just thought you'd share that break. with you. It's a bit Mickey Mouse. I just liked it. <laughs> I just liked it, so I bought it. Mickey, <laughs> I liked it, bought it. Mickey Mouse watch. So it's time for the Conor Langan Memorial Competition. Conor Langan! Now, now on the last podcast, um, I informed Dave that he wasn't from Jamaica. Yeah, he was from. I said Northern Ireland, and he. Yeah. But he emailed me, Connor. Yeah, he wasn't from Northern Ireland. I can't change the way I say it again. But he's actually from the Republic of Ireland. He's from Dublin. Con- Connor, Connor Langan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it too hard. But um, interestingly, this week we've had two entries to the competition, which is oh, quite yes. astounding. I think. Do you want to? Uh, I've got it written down who who we've got here. So uh, Matt Harris emailed in and said, "Is it Duncan Goodhue?" Now, I think he's got the wrong end of the sticky because it's always a snooker player. Yeah. So it wasn't Duncan Goodhue. No. And Holly De Silva. Ooh. She says, I'm taking on Connor and entering. My answer is Michael Shelby. Don't know who that is. Michael <laughs> Shelby. Who's <laughs> that? It's just a made up character. Michael Shelby. I Googled Michael Shelby and there wasn't anyone of that name. Certainly. On on the whole of the internet, there's well, no there was, one of that name. There, some like, uh, there must be someone called Michael some Shelby. Guy in the NHS, some bigwig. Bigwig. <laughs> Is it not him? Well, it wasn't him. Okay. Last week or last week, last year, it last was. Year. Uh, it was uh, Ricky. Ricky Walden. He's a Spider Man. He's got arms and legs like a spider. Are you ready for uh, this week's? Uh yeah, I'm ready. I keep um, saying week. I don't know why. Because I'm weak. This episode. This is quite a funny one, actually. Well, it better be. You ready? Uh, yeah, in Sammy Sammy's is like some ridiculous uh, thing for me in a way, like uh, a month ago skin. And I don't know where the next like, entry fees were going to come from. And now I'm like in the Sammy's. Well, of course, the last one. So it's win win, everything's win win for my every match. So when's it's great woman service? 
struggling with it normally I don't think making it longer is going to help there no. because that was by the end that was just complete nonsense oh, well if anyone can That's quite fathom an, that one quite an extraordinary piece of get your, sound get your answers in to snookerpodcast at gmail.com good god for that t-shirt I like the very first like two seconds sounds yeah. like being haunted yes. by a, a kind of northern ghost yeah <laughs> Can we just have the first two seconds again? Okay. Yeah, that is a... If anyone can get that, I'll be amazed. You'll definitely get a... Maybe that was Duncan Goodhue, not to him. <laughs> Underwater. <laughs> um... Um, so with this t-shirt we're trying to flog for the competition I thought, yeah. I'd, I thought I'd buy like a, a mannequin or something to put it on so I could take a picture to, of it like to model it so I could stick it on Twitter yeah. and then see if anyone wants to support the podcast by okay. a t-shirt yeah. but I looked on uh, eBay and they're very expensive mannequins oh yeah like shop ones like really expensive so we ended up buying a blow up one from China <laughs> <laughs> what? Blow up a blow up mannequin. mannequin that is not a mannequin mate that is a blow up doll <laughs> <laughs> yeah a Bob Love doll from China. Yeah. Oh my god! And it's uh, it's grey. Oh, oh dear. I hope we don't get caught in bed with it when Snooker Wife comes out. <laughs> How did you explain that to Snooker Wife? Well, I bought it for a purpose. It's not a sex aid. Well, it sounds like one. <laughs> Blow up Chinese sex doll. I finally got a uh, member of staff <laughs> for the podcast. You got a member? I did actually put a photo of it on Twitter. Um, with a, with a Terry Griffiths mask on it. I was actually a snooker I robot. Sent it to you when you were in work, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I was in. I was in a meeting at work, <laughs> and we'd we'd spoken about this previously. Uh, you told me you were ordering a blow up doll, um, uh, and then it arrived. Mannequin. Yeah, mannequin sex doll. <laughs> um, and then you sent me a message, a photo message, of just this doll. And I, I, I try and try really hard to keep it together in this meeting. It's like an important meeting with like, uh, you know, proper people. It's bad, that is it. Oh God! Oh. I had to just put my phone in my pocket and just kind of focus on something else. We once in work had a like a first aid training course. Yeah. And we all sat around, and the, the guy was from like St John's Ambulance, and uh, someone asked him a question. He went, "What's the worst accident you've ever been called to?" And he went, um, well, uh, once I got called out to the Lake District, um, a man had co- flown off his motorbike round the corner and headbutted a dike. 
And we were trying not to laugh, and in that situation, it just started tittering. Oh, and God, that's ev- the worst. In the end, everyone was just guffawing. When it spreads. And this guy was just like, he was obviously had no sense of humour. Headbutted a dyke. Headbutted a dyke. Poor woman. But there we go. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. Anyway, my cousin was on a first aid course as well, and um, uh, he's quite funny. Mm. He sometimes says that's daft stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was saying, um, uh, so choking is one of the main hazards in the home. Um, mm. Do you know what the main cause of choking is? And he put his hand and went, balloons. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that one, I suppose, because if you're blowing up a balloon, you suck it. <laughs> it's not about... I don't think anyone's ever choked on a balloon. Do you not like it? No. He, he obviously has. Yeah. Balloons. Balloons. <laughs> is it balloons? Someone we know went on a speed awareness course. And they said that um, while they were there, like the guy who was doing the course said, like there used to be signs that said uh, "think bike," but those signs have been changed now, and they now say "think biker." Does anyone know why that is? And someone put their hand up and went, uh, "Is it because of women? <laughs> is it because of women? Needless to say, yeah. Well, I mean, who can fathom the? Uh, what was it think? Oh, big bike. It's oh. obviously like they're thinking about yeah, yeah. the person rather bike, than the vehicle. A bike S. A bike S. A bike A bonket. A bonket. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, women. Well, yeah. So, but in those situations, it's hard not to laugh, isn't it? When you're not allowed to. Yeah, that. And like you said before, the worst is when a little titter yes. spreads. I was at a wedding and with my snooker wife, who yeah. is a trained singer. She went to like a music school. Yeah. So she can sing very loud, like uh, choral kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, vocals and when you're in church especially in this country people sort of sort of Just mumble they it, either yeah. mime or mumble so I'm, I mime what do you do? Uh, mumble I do I'm a mimer um, so we, everyone started doing that and because she wasn't familiar with the lyrics she left it for a verse and then came in Ooh, so loud <laughs> and I just lost my shit like, <laughs> honestly oh, and it caused course. a really bad argument because it was, it was great vocals. It was just the surprise. Yeah. And the intensity. Did everyone else in the church hear it? Like, was it really, really yeah. that loud? But no one thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> just you. But it, it was just a surprise element. Yeah. It. it really got me so bad. Oh, it, it was just i glad it wasn't a funeral. It was a wedding. It was more, more celebratory. <laughs> you can't laugh at a funeral. Although, it's like, that's happened to me at a funeral. It wasn't laughing. even anything funny. Like, I think it was something like, you know, someone... Uh, stubs the foot on the pew or something like that. Something that's not even funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the atmosphere where you know you're not supposed to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, you can't help it. I remember it. there's an interview with Ricky Gervais talking about his dad's funeral. Yeah. And like him and his brothers like, couldn't stop laughing because like, the uh, the vicar was saying, like, oh, he was a real man's man and stuff. <laughs> they were just like, the tittering and stuff. <laughs> they said like, they couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. He's a real man's man. He's a man's man. Did you ever see that documentary of uh, Bernard Manning? And he'd recorded like a video for, oh, yeah. for his funeral. Yeah. And it just came up on screen. Ah, there's Terry. Shag- me shagging his new wife later. <laughs> yeah. I see John's in. Fat <laughs> bastard. Yeah. yeah. That's such a great thing to do. Yeah. Although Bernard Manning was a terrible racist, wasn't he? So. Yes. One of the top most intolerable racists. Yeah, one of the worst. Always puts his probably one up. of the, the biggest racists in the world. It's the big thing nowadays, putting your phone up. All the top politicians do it. We've got social media, virtual reality, and uh, putting your phone up. <laughs> what else should we talk about? What are we going to say? So, um, 
we're watching the Masters final now. It's uh, the score is currently two one. I'd like to know what you think is going to happen for the rest of the match. Well, I think O'Sullivan will win, but mm. Perry, what he needed to do was make a good start, and what's he done? He's made a good start. He has. Uh, yeah, he's made a solid start. Although, let's just talk about the semi-final a bit yesterday, mm. because there was a big turning point in that match, and we, I've seen it many times where this happens. Yeah. So you're in the front, and you're just about to win, and if you make a mistake, the psychological damage of that yeah. means every time you get to the table, there's added pressure, and a lot of the time, the other yeah. player comes right back to a front yeah. decider. Well, in that semi-final last night, it was at the point where... It basically was. He basically needed to pop. Need- was it the green he missed? He potted. He potted. He missed a pot which would have basically put him over the line. No, he was over the line. Didn't he? Need just didn't Perry need a snooker? Oh yeah, that's right. So he needed a snooker. Got a snooker. Yeah. So he basically won it. I think. He basically won, <laughs> and then Perry managed to get it back. Yeah. Got a snooker, and then I mean they were talking about it a bit last night on the BBC. It's kind of like when you're that far behind, you just think, well, I may as well just have yeah, to give yeah. it a go, like because you know you basically resign yourself to the fact you've lost. Um, and like you say, the pressure all goes on the other player. But usually, what happens is once you get to a decider, mm-hmm. the one who was leading yes, starts to get a, a resurgence in form. Then, because then they're like, "Right, well, it's it's a one frame shootout now." Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but that didn't happen last night. It's interesting how many times that does happen, though. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's more to do with the fact that at that point, the player who's behind just thinks, "Sod it, I'll just start. I'll yeah. just loosen up a bit and start. See, yeah, yeah. see, see if I can get back into it." Yeah. And then you start building a bit of confidence. Yeah. And then the pressure's all on the other player because like, I need to win this. Like I was in a winning position. Yeah. Um, Anything can happen. You get one chance and you're in and that's yeah. it. I mean, that kind of match is exactly what you want, mm. isn't it? When you watch this match. I mean, the other match was good as well. The yeah, yeah. fear against O'Sullivan. I mean, obviously it had all the... Uh, it was just high quality, wasn't it? Like, and it had all the, the drama of like Ronnie's tip falling off. My tip is too tip, hard. Tip gate. <laughs> So, have you heard about the new revamped seniors, world seniors competition? Um, not really, but so, do tell. Uh, it's open to any player not on the professional tour over 40, which I think is better. And he's got some uh, seeds in from yesteryear. Now, oh, yeah. Stephen Hendry is going to enter as top seed. Uh, well, yeah, he will be. Which is quite exciting. And the great WT has got his queue out here. Oof. So that remains to be seen. You can't cool. really imagine what would happen if Stephen Hendry played Willie Thorne now. Well, I imagine mean, that. Would Willie be a says he's not played for 14 years, and he's yeah. always said his eyesight's just so terrible he can't, uh, you know, sight, yeah. sight the ball. And he's got himself some Dennis Taylor style glasses. Has he? Mm-hmm. Mm, he's stealing Dennis's style. So if he can sort his eyesight out and start practicing, you know, he'd be making maximums in no time. Chilling out, making maximums. I always thought, you know, he's he always says, "Oh, it was my eyesight, my eyesight gone," and I just thought, "We'll get it sorted." Yeah. My dad recently, you know, he's had this cataracts done, and yeah, he did terrible eyesight, and he, he doesn't even need his glasses anymore. Yeah, that's amazing. Perfectly, perfect vision. My uh, my grandma, she's she's got cataracts, like, and she she's getting them in the process of getting them sorted, but she her vision's not particularly good at the moment. Anyway, on Christmas Day, uh, she was watching telly at my mum and dad's house with my brother. And they're watching Frozen, you know the film Frozen, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've been watching it for about an hour. Yeah. And she just looked at my brother on the couch and she went, "Michael, are these real people?" <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. 
<laughs> it is like, no, no, it's a cartoon. But I mean, they do look, because it's CGI, isn't it? So it's not like drawings. They look yeah. kind of like real. But I, and I thought, there's a talking snowman in it. Surely she should have got, got from that. I remember a friend of ours, Sean, he was playing uh, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> I think, and I think his auntie had come out. Yeah. And she was sat on the sofa and she went, What are you doing? And he's like, What's well, a computer game? You see that little character? I'm moving yeah. it about. She went, It's just millions of colours across the screen. Like, <laughs> Swirl of colours. I have no idea what you're looking at. So, yeah. It's, you know. Can't wait till I'm old. It's a whole new world. Psychedelic world when you're old. The psychedelic world of Crash Bandicoot. And Welcome Frozen. to Pensioner's World. Everything's psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's going on half the time, but it's a great laugh. Is John Virgo run, well, run that world? Yeah. He's... Here we go. This young woman Keep... is, is in the psychedelic world of Frozen. Keep your hands inside your buggies at all times. Keep your eyes inside your... Inside, inside your, your, your shop zimmers. Zimmers. your scooters. <laughs> Where in the world is Pensioner's World? I can't find it. I can't follow the map. I don't know where it is. I can't remember what it was like last time. So it's time for my feature. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Your best feature. What is my best feature? Um, Eyes and nose. Um, okay, so it's time for our fairly new feature, Chinese Whispers. If you haven't uh, listened to the podcast before, this is me searching through Chinese snooker blogs and forums looking for bad translations, because Google Translate will automatically yeah. translate websites. Um, now, before we start, Stephen Hendry had his very own real-life uh, snooker Chinese whisper. What happened? Did you see this on Twitter? Oh, yeah. So he yeah. posted that, if you want to read that up. Oh yeah, I saw this. So he got invited to a restaurant in China. Yeah, and uh, it, so it had a big, big red banner and uh, some Chinese writing, and then underneath, like supposedly the, the English translation. But the English translation said, "Welcome, Mr. Stephen Hendry, to find crabs." To find crabs. <laughs> what do you mean that means? I can't decipher that. Well, one. either it's a seafood restaurant. Yes. Yeah, to okay. find, like, welcome here, you will find Quite crabs. Specific. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe. I think that's probably. Maybe he's going crabbing. You know, on holiday, like, it's a good thing to do when you go on holiday. I'd like to go crabbing in China. But um, I found this blog post about uh, the Rack Pack film. Oh, yeah. He'd done a little synopsis about it. You just read that one up. Okay. This bit here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's about about the Rack Pack. Yeah, it's, it's like it, a little right? press release kind of thing. Um, after a long wait and delay... BBC iPlayer original movie Pink Tripod <laughs> will be in Beijing on January 18th in the, fi- in the morning 5am online broadcast. Bob Geldof starred in the movie first. The difference is old movies in VHS tapes lying and the new film can only watch online via iPlayer. Now, um, I tried to... Pink, tr- hang on, before you... Well, Pink Tripod is like a Swedish porn star. Yeah, hey, a Pink Tripod here. Um, so I tried to figure this one out, and I was looking at range, thinking, "What is it?" And then it suddenly dawned on me that the Rat Pack, you know, the the red triangle, the red triangle, yeah, pink tripod, yeah, and it kind of. Went, I think oh, that yeah. must be right. But, I get it now, but still, that is a bizarre translation. Even more amusing, there was a little comment on the bottom of the blog post, which is that one. If you can read that out, um, Davis, on behalf of the highest level. I think he's worse than Donald Duck on TV. Without him, impossible. Although Taylor wore big glasses, 
Image is more cartoon. That's funny. I think he's worse than Donald Duck on TV. That man is worse than Donald Duck. I can't figure that one out. But yeah. I've been on this, I go on this uh, Chinese snooker forum. And yeah. That is very difficult to decipher. Well, I mean, you don't because speak Chinese. Yeah. Because, I mean, stuff that's translated in a sort of, the language you would write for an article yeah. is a bit plain and, you know, it's easy to translate. But when people are just typing... Yeah, because they're obviously board, using like a lot more slang and stuff. So it can take hours for me to find gold through that. <laughs> but there was but a li- dedicated. There was a thread about um, who's the best referee. And this okay. really made me laugh. Someone put that. Um, that bit there. Okay. <laughs> Michaela Tab is snooker, one of the best female referee ball players. She has a pocket to put items in. Handkerchiefs, two balloons, one coin. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Uh, She has a pocket to put items in. Handkerchiefs, two balloons, one coin. No, I understand the coin, because obviously you flip. Flip, yeah. And the The handkerchief to to polish the the ball. Two balloons. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gift to the winner at the end. (laughs) Brilliant. Maybe they made Johnny's. She has a she shag them both. <laughs> <laughs> couple of rubber johnnies. <laughs> Always take a couple of rubber johnnies out with you when you're <laughs> But more, more Chinese uh, whispers next episode because I do love this feature. Yeah, it it never ceases to uh, amaze, amaze and amuse, amaze and amuse. That's our aim here at the Snooker Podcast: amaze and amuse. Mm-hmm.